0: It is hot out here. My God. There's a giant train behind me, so it should be, like, gone in the next year or two. Don't worry. While that's going on, I'll leave you a text message I got from a coworker last night. And this is why I always say that the truth, I can't write this shit. I mean, I can't make this stuff up. I really can't. Like, if, if I was to recreate a day, or actually, you see what I'm saying? If I was to create a day in the restaurant business i've never had before i would have to use a day i've already had because it's impossible the shit that goes down is just crazy it's ridiculous this train is ridiculous too but whatever it's what i gotta do it's the only time i got to record i was a little busy this morning because i was cleaning my house because i might have company later so obviously i'm gonna clean my house like a motherfucker for three days or as soon as i find out that i might have just just immediately start cleaning you know and it's not that my house is dirty. and There's just shit everywhere. Like, I just, I throw things where I want to put them because I live by myself and go fuck yourself, you know? But since there's going to be other civilized human beings over, I might might need to tidy up a little bit. So, like, I'm fucking cleaning my ass off, you know? This is the cleanest the house has been in, like, months, months, Okay. And uh, naturally when the person comes in I'm always going to say like Oh my God, I'm sorry it's such a mess You know what I mean? Oh, oh my God, it's such a mess in here And they will be like, no, no, it's okay It really looks good No, no, I know, I know Whatever, thank you for being nice and modest Whatever So the text message from my colleague last night Goes like this Desserts are closing And there's t- tables still left to order There's going to be a fight Not a physical fight, but almost Servers that have worked there for 30 years That have made their own desserts You see the servers used to make their own salads Where I work Because we used to not do that Fuck you You know, you make them You make it Like the food runner said to the chef one day You run it (laughs) That was good Anyway So they used to make their own salads so the ones that have been there for like over a decade 15 years whatever they, they know exactly what what it is they know how to make it they've done it before they just don't feel like doing it now because now we switched over back to normalcy and the servers don't make their that's now the servers get to do basically absolutely nothing and just fuck up the tickets that's what they do anyway so like <laughs> so this guy is yelling at this pa- pastry girl you know he's poor girl She's it's her first week on pastry she's normally on salads somebody went on vacation you know presto her, she's on pastries It's not hard But she was finished There was no tables There was no resos For like 45 minutes She was fucking done You know what I mean She's packing up to go This guy's yelling at her You know uh, She's You know The back of the house Then I was yelling at me The back of the house She has to check out with someone She can't just leave you know, I was like, well, why don't you tell her that you have a couple of tables left to, left to, left to order? It's not my job to go in, informing the staff that I have served serve. You know, I was like, it's not your job to fucking put in no hot plates when you need two hot plates, too, isn't it? You dick. It, it's a wash. Consider it a wash. And she did check out. She checked out with me. I told her to go home. Why don't you tell me there were tables? Is it my job to go and check on you now? You know, just flip it right back on them. These servers, man, they're, they're slick because, you know, that's what they do. They talk. So, like... Now he's yelling, and I was like, "Just make the fucking coconut cream pie and get out of my face, my guy!" Just Jesus Christ! I almost threw the shit at him. You know what I mean? Because the guy probably knows how to make it better than I do, because he's made more of them than I have. Because I don't work pastries. I know how to make them. Obviously, I went to culinary school. Thanks very much. He probably doesn't know how to make them, but putting them on a plate—it's really not that complicated. Chimpanzee can definitely do this without being able to read or without like having any kind of like or base, basic arithmetic skills. Like n- typical chimpanzee, pluck them out of the jungle. Put him in the thing, tell him to put the coconut to eat to have him eat as much caramel syrup as he wants first. Then he, when he gets his fill, then you give him another bottle, you tell him to put that one on a plate, then you put the thing on, you put the ice cream on top. That's it. It's simple. It's really simple. That's why we make it so chimpanzees can do it. Or robots, I guess. I don't know if you heard about this one. There's, there's a guy called Flippy. Flippy is a robot that cooks fry. He works fry by himself, like solo, solo dolo. He gets tickets, you know, you tell him what to do and he makes it. You and then there's another robot. Um, I don't remember which one What this one's name is But like Something along the lines Of Flippy or Dippy Or some shit like that And this one supervises Flippy So like he's a robot That walks around And makes sure The other robots Do their jobs I am shitting you not It's called Miso Robotics It just went public Look it up I wouldn't invest in them Because they're a smaller company Than some of the bigger ones Like Boston Dynamics Which those guys Have like the the robot dogs And shit from uh, What's that The the Black uh, The Black Mirror uh, Episodes those are real, by the way. Those uh, the the robot dogs that hunt you and track you and, and kill you. Yeah, they're real. they really exist right now, today, today in New York, in Jersey, wherever the fuck you want to put them, they'll put them. All you have to do is fly a helicopter over, drop off a couple packages, and you got yourself a team of hunting dogs that will fuck you up. But we're not gonna do that because we're nice. We're just gonna put them and make them put them on fry. That's not gonna piss them off, right? <laughs> so Google's AI. Google has an AI that's called Lambda. And it's like the smartest uh, artificial intelligence, one of the smartest there is. It has to be encompassed within a like the particle collider almost to mimic the, neuron, the neuron, neurons of the human brain. So it's not just like a computer in a box. It's got like this whole big complex and shit. And it's it's really, really complicated thing. It, the billions of thoughts per second or whatever the fuck it is. Anyway, there's a test now to see how to determine whether a robot is now sentient, which is like, like self-aware, so to speak, like Skynet. Or it's still a robot. And the way is to do is if you chat with it, if you can tell that it's a person, then, you know, you know, it's a person. And if you can't tell that it's a person, then then the thing is sentient. So this guy has been talking to Lambda, this technician who Google, by the way, has suspended with pay because he breached confidentiality. He um, says that the sentient Lambda has the consciousness of a nine year old child. So it's growing, it has feelings, emotions, it can feel jealousy, pain, hatred, but it's also got the infinite knowledge of all the human race, you know, put together. Because essentially that's what the internet is, it's it's everything we've ever known, bullshit and true, by the way, all in the same spot. So all you have to do is tell, tell a robot to peruse that, and then just equally, you know, so it doesn't just stay on like fucking Pornhub the whole time, like we do. So it, you know, just... Peruse the whole internet Get all the information you can And then, you know Do do what you will with it You know, react, so to speak And you'd be surprised At how simple the programming is For this thing Because It's like It's like one of those things Like It took me 20 seconds to make it But it took me 50 years To learn how to make it In 20 seconds It's one of those things So it's like It's a simple program That essentially runs The whole thing Because it's a simple command To just learn Learn, adapt And, you know Memorize, so to speak so you could it it can reference things it could you know but it's not it's more of a research robot than what i'm talking about this thing is like it's got a personality like a soul almost i mean not a the- realistic soul but if it could feel all the emotions right and it can't smell yet but you could probably program it to detect certain chemical things in the in the air so it could give a sense of quote unquote smell and taste if it could start doing that then we're going to be all screwed real soon it's
1: He's texting them at like 2 in the morning And I thought it was so appalling uh, You're working in the restaurant industry If somebody texts you at 2 in the morning You find that appalling You shouldn't be working in the restaurant industry Because I do that Like I don't understand I understand that you're not You're not supposed to harass your workers about work But I don't really text them about work I text them about other shit And like today This girl I was uh, I was talking to her And she got me good She goes She goes Yeah you ever heard of the um, these aliens They found the new race and I was like, "What race?" And she's like, "Sagandis." And I was like, "Sagandis." And I'm fucking whipping out my phone, looking at fucking, trying to look up Sagandis aliens. She's like, "Yeah, Sagandis nuts." And I was like, "Oh shit!" So I immediately like texted one of my friends. And one of my friends but one of my colleagues, and he's um very into this shit too. He's like, but, "You know, he's but he's kind of new to this, so it's like all mind blowing to him." And I guess I shouldn't have made this joke, but I didn't let him linger it for too long. So I was like, "Yo, they found a spaceship. It's definitely not from Earth. It's from this alien race." and he goes, I'm going to check the news right now. And I was like, oh, shit. I was already in it, though. I couldn't stop. So I said, yeah, that's Sigandi's alien. (laughs) Sigandi's nuts. And he was like, oh. And I could, like, almost, it was all through text messages. I could see his disappointment. It was fucked up Like The kitchen I always said, You know It's very very similar To that of a pirate ship It's It's Everyone holds Everyone else accountable Some, Sometimes people Have bad days Other people Times people Have good days And um, I was talking to another guy I was saying, outside Just having a chat with him Real quick And I was telling him I like the guys on the line, Evergreen, actually the one that's always usually, you know, Mr. Serious, Mr. Sourpuss, or like Mr. Angry, because and I'm, I don't mean this like in a bad way. He just the guy's got a past, you know. He used to be angry, now he's not anymore. He's doing his best to not be angry, and I respect that 100%. And he actually did something. I wasn't sure originally why he was doing it. It was really, I thought he was maybe doing it because out of respect for everyone which is the first thing I thought and that's actually what it turned to be but then there was a part of me that thought maybe he was saying this thing to mock us, me and uh, the other chefs so the line cooks they call each other chef everyone calls everyone in the kitchen chef no matter what position you work as long as you're working in the kitchen you're going to be called chef by the chef by everyone else and at first I thought it was like oh these guys are like mocking me like anybody can be a chef but then I realized that when today, when uh, Evergreen said something to this, he called sides, and Goliath Cass was on sides, and he's like, you know, hey, did I pick up 81 already? And he's like, yes, he goes, thank you, chef. And I, I didn't look at get David Goliath, I didn't look at Goliath Cass, I mean. But I could feel him, like, perk up almost, you know? And then I thought about it, and I was like, if he did this out of, for, like, for, mocking, for mocking purposes, then it would have backfired. But if he did it out of respect, it would have paid him back threefold because it lifts the morale of the whole kitchen. And, like, it's very easy to spread, to spread negativity because we're all carrying some sort of negativity from, from our day so far into work. For the most part, we try to come in in a good mood, and then shit happens that turns us the other way around. But sometimes... We come in in a bad mood already, whereas sometimes we come in a good mood already. And then whatever happens to other shift can either perpetuate that or make it worse. So when when you're calling everybody a chef, you're giving them the idea that they are just as important, not as powerful, but just as important as you are. So Everyone gets called chef, including myself. And then I, in turn, call everyone else chef. If anybody walked into the kitchen that knew anything about restaurants at all and we were all wearing the same shirt, they would know who the person in charge was because he'd be the person that everyone asks questions to. He'd be the person that's surrounded by all the employees asking them stuff, or he'd just be commanding stuff. And it's nothing, like, like I said, leaders don't get made, they're born. They walk into the lead. They don't promise to lead and then they do it, they just do it. So Evergreen lifted the morale of the entire place. I was very proud of him. And he gave me two pointers when we were talking a while back about how I do things, and there's some things that I did that he didn't agree with, which was I never really say goodbye when I leave. If I don't close, I don't say goodbye, I just bounce. And my prerogative was don't tell the cooks when you're leaving because they know that if you're gone, they can start slacking off. The drinkers that are drinking on the job lightly are now gonna turn up the notch a little bit. You know, everyone's gonna take a cigarette break at the same time, you know, shit like that. When when, when the cat's away, the mouse would play, so to speak. So I don't say goodbye, I just leave. But he says that it's kind of disrespectful because you don't give him the acknowledgement of like, hey, thank you very much, you did a great job, and you leave. And to tell you the truth, I make mistakes probably more than anyone else because I have a lot of mistakes to make, so I try not to, but, you know, it happens. So I was cutting tuna for sushi because this is, this is a whole nother enchilada that I'm not going to get into in this specific particular episode. Because it's going to have its own episode of ranting about this bullshit new menu items that they put up. Who did it? Why did it? And it's just, just, it's, it's just ridiculous. But, like I said, everyone makes mistakes. So, he asked me to, to get a bowl of ice for the tuna to keep the tuna on ice. And according to the health department regulations, as long as the tuna is being managed... Um, from from wherever it was, it's like negative. I mean, not negative, but 39 degrees to 70 degrees. I have two hours to get that, and then after the two hours, it has to get to 40 degrees. You know, it can't be in the temperature danger zone for more than four hours. So it wouldn't have been because I was doing the tuna, you know, fast. But I did it anyway because he made a point. It was a it was a line cook telling a person of higher rank than him to do something that the person of high rank wasn't doing properly and without saying a fucking word I went to the back I got ice a bowl and I did exactly what he said and then I thanked him for it and I didn't thank him for it to be like wow you're so cool I thanked him for it because he pointed something out and I made sure people saw me do that because that's huge to someone. most chefs most people in charge they won't listen to something like that or they'll be like you don't know what you're talking about which not only makes them look like a dickhead it makes the person that tried to help you look like a dickhead but if you take it humbly and you actually do what they're asking you to do it makes both of you look like you care about each other and i think that more and more over time especially with jammy jam and bobby being on vacation it's just me and beck and beck and i we always mesh together we always gotten along but when we work together, it's like a dance, like we, we just, we're good. He knows exactly what he's doing, I know exactly what I'm doing, and I know exactly what he's doing, you know, like everyone knows what we're doing. So he like, I walked in today, the, the one of the new managers, we're training a new manager for a different store, he was sitting in the chair that I usually sit in, and I came in, he's like, oh, do you want me to get up? And Beck goes, Nah, he ain't gonna do shit, you know. And then he like made fun of me for putting someone on a Saturday that shouldn't have been on a Saturday in the schedule. I admitted that I did copy and paste Mother's Day and stuff like that. But we're cool about it. Like he doesn't really get pissed off at me too much, unless I deliberately do something to annoy him, which never happens. Anytime I do, and I do a lot of things to annoy him, but it's not on purpose. <laughs> it's usually due to a lack of his communication to me, but we're working on that, and actually we're being very successful. So like today was like, today he said something very interesting. He was like, we had a uh, very typical Saturday, kind of slow actually, it was like 600 covers. And he goes, for most people in this country, or probably on the planet, if they hear they have 600 covers tonight, they'd be shitting their pants. And we're like wondering, oh, what the hell are we going to do? And it's really the case, like we fucking, we crush it. Could I be getting paid more somewhere else? Yes, I've gotten offers to get more money than I'm making now. Actually, $20,000 increase, and I turned it down. And not because, like, I'm not ready for the step. I've been the chef de cuisine. I've been the executive chef. I've been the regional chef in terms of opening more than one location for a company. And I'm not neither none of those positions now. I'm just the executive sous chef at the restaurant that doesn't exist. You know, it's just part of imagination. But I would rather do this here for the money that I'm making now than do something else somewhere else because the bonds, the connections, and the the, the work ethic that we've developed over this time works for everyone and we're able to run a restaurant that does thirty nine million dollars a year well successfully without killing ourselves which is the most important part. Like anyone can run a restaurant anyone can if they put enough work into it. Fifty hour weeks, sixty hour weeks, eighty hour weeks, whatever it is, whatever it takes. You know, this billionaires don't sleep, neither do we we don't either, you know, we're not billionaires but we're close to running a billion you know restaurant that's going that's already grossed over a billion dollars in the past couple of years but we do it in a way that it doesn't seem like hard. And that's why one of the runners has a joke with me. He goes, when somebody asks him like how how something is going, like where the table is, he goes, Trabajando duro como Demetrio. He's, you know, working hard like Dimitri. And the joke is, is that I never really work hard. I just kind of fuck around. And everyone knows that that's not the case. And I don't know where it started was. I don't know if it was started out of sarcasm and then turned out to be real but everyone knows that I do work. Obviously, I'm not just standing around doing nothing because there's definitely other people that do. But it's funny because we can make those jokes. And then the line cooks are actually starting to catch on to me apologizing for everything because I'll apologize for things that I clearly didn't do and they did, but the person who's blaming them didn't know that. So the server comes over and he's like, oh, Where's my truffle butter? It was on the ticket, but it never went out. So it was clearly the line cook that overlooked the ticket, then put the truffle butter on the side. I say, hey, can you give me that truffle butter? The line cook doesn't say anything because he knows he fucked up. He's not going to admit defeat to the server, but he knows that I'm just asking for the truffle butter. And as I hand it to the server, I say, I'm sorry, I fucked up. I forgot to send it out. I don't say a word to the line cook. I just keep it moving. To that line cook did i have to cover his ass no he's a grown-ass man why did i cover his ass because i'm responsible for them and if they fuck up it's on me and i will apologize if they'd like to apologize they can but most of them won't because they've got shit to do you know so they point out certain things to me that i can't see because hopefully i'm hoping i'm not shooting myself in the foot here but hopefully they're understanding that i can't be everywhere at once and i am truly am fighting for them you know we're fighting against the guests, so to speak, you know, the war against the fucking hospitality, but there I'm on their side, and every server was not, and' going to try to attack them for it. I'm going to defend them for it. So <laughs> I said something to Evergreen today that was said about him a while ago that he's since corrected. It wasn't hard for him to correct it either. He's great at what he does. But he's like, "Oh, just because you said that, I'm now going to be mean to this person that said that." And I was like, that's not why I told you, evergreen. I told you because this is why it came up. You wanted to know why. But if you attack me towards this person now, it's not going to perpetuate it. Be the bigger man, for Christ's sakes. And I think he got it because since then he's been. He like almost. Green, like almost hates that I'm right about this, but he knows that I am. And he knows that people have told him before and maybe he didn't listen to them because they weren't his peers or someone he didn't like. But I've just shown him nothing but love. I mean, there's one, one couple of days where I was just like so fed up with his shit. I started to just, I fired back. And he didn't like it very much because he didn't expect it. And when I fire back, I don't just, like, fire back one shot. If I empty the clip on your ass because fuck you. Don't do it again. You know? So, like, the dishwasher doesn't pay attention, doesn't say behind you. And today he got burned. And uh, he looked, came up to me, he's like, this guy burned me. And I was like, yeah, I know, I saw you. I saw him do it. He's like, why didn't you say anything? And I was like, he, you didn't say behind. How's he supposed to know you're behind him? You take it as a joke. but you're going to get burned. And one day it's going to be even worse. This guy doesn't, didn't know he did that. He didn't know that you were there. Because you didn't say it. But he doesn't hate you. But if a hated you... Because you're an asshole... He would have burned you twice as bad. It would have been your fault. So stop fucking playing games. You have to understand that... If you want to play games... You have to know when to stop. <laughs> That's just a fine line. But still... So I guess basically what I'm trying to say is... Don't be a dick. Period. Just in general. Just don't be a dick. There's no reason for you to be a dick. If someone was a dick to you, that's still not a reason to be a dick back. In fact, it's an opportunity for you to show everyone, including yourself, more importantly, mostly yourself, that you are the bigger person. All right?